This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Glory to God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? Amen. And that's what the Bible says in Psalms, that how good it is for brethren to be in the house of the Lord and to dwell in unity. Amen. And I'm telling you, unity is the key to the commanded blessing. How many people are walking in unity to the Heavenly Father? How many people are walking in unity with one another? And if you're not, you better get in unity. Amen. (laughs) Glory to God. That's where the grace is at. And so God is so awesome. And and we are in a a development series, a a growth series. Um, And um, I'm ministering to you about walking in the power fruit. And, you know, Jesus uh, said this, and I'll just reiterate it because I said this last week, and that... He said uh, in John, the Gospel of John, chapter 15, he said, you didn't call, you didn't call him, but he called you, yes. that, that you should bear fruit yes. and that your fruit shall remain. Yes. So God wants us bearing some fruit. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, bear some fruit. Bear some fruit. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Some of you are already bearing fruit, glory to God, and people are picking off that fruit every day of your lives, and they're receiving the blessings of the fruit that you walk in. Amen. And so praise God. So, so uh, that's amazing. Let's just go in prayer and we'll get started. Father, I honor you today. And I just ask, Father God, that you make my tongue as a pen of a ready writer speaking your very words. And Father, I ask that you give us each hearing ears to hear what your spirit is saying. I thank you that your word is going in good ground and that it's producing a bountiful harvest. And Father, I just declare that Seed Life Church is growing exceedingly in every area of their lives. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. And we all say, Amen. Amen. Praise God. So I'm talking to you about power fruit. Amen. And uh, if you have your Bibles, you can open your Bibles to Galatians 5, 22 and 23. And um, we'll read this. This is our... Uh, text that we're going to be reading all through this series. And uh, it, Paul is saying here, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. Amen. And so we know this, that that we are under grace, we're not under the law, and uh, we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. But uh, there is a law of sin and death, and there's the law of life in Christ Jesus. And it talks about that in Romans 8, and as Christians, we choose what law we get under. (laughs) Amen. In other words, you choose if you want to be under the law of sin and death. How do you do that, Pastor? Well, you you, 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 you walk out of the spirit, you walk in anger, unforgiveness. Those things um, will open the wrong things into your life. Amen. But if you, if you, if you make a decision that you're going to choose this day who you serve, if you're going to serve God and you're going to walk in his love and you're going to pray for your enemies, amen, then, then, then you're, you're, you're walking the high road of life. 
And I don't know about you, but I want the high road of life. How many people want the high road of life? You know, one of my prayers, and I probably tell you this all the time, but, you know, Jesus said uh, that he came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. You know, there's a lot of Christians not having abundant life. Oh, there's a lot of Christians that aren't having the abundant life that, that I think they should be having. You know, there's a lot of Christians that are, that are battling a lot of stuff. And, uh, but, but Jesus said, I, I came that you may have abundant life. And that abundant life is walking in the fullness of God's spirit. Do you believe that today? And I believe we can get there. Amen. Amen. Say, I can get there. And so, and so I ministered to you uh, in the past couple Sundays, and we started off with the fruit of joy. Uh, I'm sorry, the fruit of love. Love is actually the root for all the other fruit, amen. And, and, and love is what God downloads into us when we receive Jesus. Amen. amen. So we can walk in Jesus' love. Do you believe that today? You can walk in the love of Jesus, regardless of what's happening to you, amen. You can have... The, the, the walking the love of God regardless of circumstances and situations. Amen. And, you know, and really uh, the key to walking in God's love, because I'm going to just recap before I go into my message on peace today, is that we need to continue to have a revelation of Jesus going to the cross for us. We have to, we have to keep reminding ourselves that, that, that God gave his very best to us, his son Jesus. One of my favorite scriptures, and we all should have this memorized, is John 3.16. Does anybody know what John 3.16 says? Do you have it memorized yet? And, uh, you know, uh, my wife was talking to the children, asking them about, you know, the different scriptures. But, but you'll be surprised how many people, you could ask people, you know, I, I, I want to uh, challenge you this morning, if you go out to eat and you know, ask your, your, your server, do you know what John 3, 16 says? And I'm telling you, you start asking, and a lot of people say, no, I don't. I've heard about it before, but the world doesn't even know what John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish. You could say this, whoever believes in him, trusts him, walks with him, will not perish, but will have Life eternal, but you could also say that they that, that believe in this scripture will have the abundant life. Are you hear what I'm saying today? Do you believe that Jesus can give you the abundant life? Amen. Amen. So, so, so we got to get a revelation of that because the enemy will always work against us uh, in, in times of when, when things aren't going right for us to forget about the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. Amen. I like what it says in Romans 8, uh, 31 and 32 in, in dealing with understanding the love of God. Because if we're going to walk in the God kind of love, we got to get a revelation of God's love for us. And in Romans 8, 31 and 32 says this, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? Who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all? How will he not also with him freely give us all things? That is one of the most, that is a, that, that's the second most powerful scripture. John 3, 16. 
uh, pertaining to our salvation, but Romans 8, 31 and 32. That is so powerful because what Paul is saying is, Paul was saying, you got to think about this. How much does God love Jesus? I mean, what, if you put it on a scale, what, what, the love that God has for his son Jesus is, is, is mega love, right? Amen. So, but he was willing, uh, God was willing to allow his son, Jesus, think about this, to go to the cross and the father was willing to be separated from his son so that we could be connected. Oh, my Lord Jesus. So if God wasn't willing to let go, uh, to, 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 he was willing to let go of his son for a brief period, then, then, then what Paul is saying, God will freely give us all things. You got to get a revelation of that. Do you you got to get a revelation of that. that that's pretty awesome. And so really, that is, is one of the keys to walking in the, the love of God. And, and, so, and so we also talked about walking in the joy of the Lord. And I, and we, and I, and I ministered last week about, you know, that God gives us joy. And this joy that we have, the world didn't give it to us. And the world can't take it away. Don't let the enemy take, steal your joy. Because if the enemy can't take your joy, he can't keep your goods. I'm going to say that again. If you allow the enemy to get you upset, to get you stressed out, to get you upset about the circumstances and the situations and what those people are doing. Amen. If you, if the, see, the enemy wants to steal your joy. And if he can't take your joy, the devil can't take your joy from you. He can't keep your goods. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? In other words, there's a turnaround. There's a turnaround time. Well, you know what the Bible says? The Bible says weeping may endure in the night. There is a time of weeping. There's a time of of going through a a frustration. There's times where we're going to go through some suffering. But joy, joy comes in the morning. Joy comes. In other words, hey, listen, it's not over yet. The robust lady hasn't sung yet. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? It's not over. Some people say, it's over. No, it's never over. Oh, it's done. I'm done. You're never done. Not as long as you're still breathing and you have a little bit of faith. Glory to God. All you need is a mustard seed of faith and you can move mountains. You don't need a lot of faith, just a little bit of faith. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so we got to get a revelation that, that, that joy is a spiritual force that we can walk in. And the key to joy is giving thanks. That is the key to joy in Philippians uh, 1, 3, and 4. Uh, Paul says it this way, I thank my God in all of my remembrance of you always offering prayer with joy in my every prayer for you all. So he says, I thank God for you always. So when we continue to cultivate a heart of thanksgiving, amen, uh, when we thank God even, even for this, I think we really, this is what we need to be doing. You need to thank God for not just the big things that happen in your life, but thank God for the little things. Yes. Amen. Amen. Recognize God for the little, yes. 
little things that he does for you on a day-to-day basis. If your wife made you dinner, thank God. If she didn't burn the toast in breakfast, thank God. Are you listening to what? Start thanking God. Uh, you know, I, I think about my, my dad. You know, my dad never complains. Uh, well, he's, he's in heaven now, but, you know, he's married to my mom for many, many years. How many years? Almost 55 years of marriage. And, uh, but one of his secrets in, in staying married was he never complained about the cooking. <laughs> he would eat the food <laughs> because he didn't know if he would have it, have that dinner the next time if he complained about it. So I'm going to say this, you better start giving God some thanks, even for the burnt toast. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Now, thank God that we... Uh, we are people of faith, and thank God our wives can cook in the church. Glory to God. And we had a men's breakfast yesterday, and I had some awesome flan. And you might say, what is flan? Well, that's like a, that's a what is it? It's a, it's a Spanish dish. It's a dessert. Amen. Us Americans don't know anything about flan. But it was made so good, and, and uh, you know, Tony's wife, Letty, or Letitia, of course, nobody wants to call her Letitia, uh, made it, and she did a wonderful job. Amen. That flan was awesome. We sh- I should have brought some in this morning. Amen. But it was all eaten up yesterday. Glory to God. And, of course, I have to give my wife some kudos because she made some breakfast yesterday. And, man, how- was it good? Come on. Was those blueberry pancakes awesome? Amen. I know you guys are about ready to eat. And the oatmeal, glory to God. I, man, I had, yeah, I said, you didn't make that oatmeal that you make me. I'm telling you, these guys are just going to be loving it. And, you know, some of the guys said, you know, I don't eat healthy. I don't like healthy food. I said, no, you got to try this. This is not just regular oatmeal. <laughs> this has an added ingredient in it. What's that? Love. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, it, you know, she puts all fresh fruit in the oatmeal. That's the key. You got to put fresh fruit in it, blueberries, raspberries, strawberries, all the berries. And, and then you got to add some nuts in there. And then you, and then, and then you, you know, you put that brown, you put that cinnamon, maybe a little brown sugar in there. Oh, glory to God. It's not even oatmeal anymore. Because when people think of oatmeal, they think oatmeal, bland. Hallelujah. And so I'm telling you, and so some of these people ate it, and, and she even, the key to good oatmeal, i, I got to get my message, is to put some butter in there. Yeah, Ooh, amen. you know, you got to try that butter. you got to try it. I'm telling you, it got to be Kerrygold butter. Amen. Yeah, you, that's the expensive butter, amen. That's for all the, all the health nuts out there, amen. All the nutty people out there, amen. Glory to God. Well, we'll continue. We're talking about joy. And I'm telling you, there was a lot of joy in the men's breakfast, especially when we were playing cornhole. And I won't say who won, but I was pretty joyful when I left. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. But, but I'm telling you, my opponent gave me a run for my money. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. So, so we, need, we need to do that. In Hebrews 13, now we're talking about joy, and I'm going to move into peace but Hebrews 13, 15 says this, Through him, 
then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Amen. And so in Philippians, uh, in Hebrews, Paul is saying again that we as believers, say I'm a believer, we need to continually offer up a sacrifice of praise. Amen. And, and that is uh, giving thanks from the fruit of our lips. That is how we need to be living our life. And when we're doing that, the joy of the Lord will kick into our life. You believe that today? And when you're, and see, that's why I said last week, you need to start laughing a little bit more. Amen. You need to start laughing. You know, when, 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 when the chips are down, you need to start laughing. Why? You. you know, the Bible says in the book of Job, uh, uh, it was written, laugh in the face of famine. Yes. Laugh in the face of famine. You got to laugh at it. Amen. I remember uh, Brother Hagin, uh, you know, he came off of a bed of sickness and, uh, you know, he had a, a heart condition and, 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 and a blood condition. He was, he was uh, born as a uh, preemie baby, premature baby. He, they thought he was dead, and they put him in a box, a shoe box, and, uh, and when he was born. And so, but but they, they noticed he was breathing, and they fed him with an eye drop. Can you believe this? This is amazing because God can take what the enemy is trying to destroy, turn it around... And, and, and nursed him back together, but he had all these medical problems, right? He had all these medical problems, and, um, and like his brother used to tease him and said, you're going to turn into a little girl, you know? His older brother, you know, would tease him, and then he, 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 he was weak, and he couldn't do too much, but he would sneak up behind his brother and hit him with, with a stick or something like that <laughs> because he didn't like to be teased, amen? And so, and so but, uh, but, but, but the bottom line is that that, that when we give God thanks and praise, amen, we're going to walk in the joy of the Lord. So let's focus today on peace. And I'm telling you, the lot of the world don't have peace. I mean, the world is full of fear. The world is full of anxiety. Just go out on the highway. I mean, just, I mean, just, I mean these people, you know, they, they can't even make a right on red. You know what I'm talking about? They gotta wait till it turns green. You know, they're also all fidgety and afraid. I said, like, why don't they just move it out? I mean, they got plenty of time. Glory. Anybody like that? Or, or are you the one sitting there at the red light? Waiting in peace. Waiting for it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Ching. Man, I gotta I gotta have some people talking back to the pastor. Amen. Hallelujah. So we gotta. Amen. And so, yeah, I got to learn to walk in peace. This message is for me today. Amen. Because I'm the type A personality. Let's get there. Amen. And uh, so anybody, anybody like that, you just want to get there. Let's just get there. And I'm flying around, uh, you know, uh, around the airport trying to land on this, on the peace. Uh, uh, and I haven't even gotten there yet. Amen. So, so we need to focus on, on, on peace. And I want to focus on peace. And peace is a production or it is a uh, product of our salvation. Peace is a product of your salvation. In other words, you're entitled to have peace. Amen. Amen. Uh, uh, we need to realize that, that, that God paid the price so that we could have peace. Amen. You know, uh, uh, 
no Jesus, no peace, no Jesus, no peace. That, and, and you say, what? Well, well K-N-O-W, no Jesus. Amen? You got to know Jesus to know, uh, to know, to know K-N-O-W, peace. And know Jesus, N-O, Jesus, N-O, peace. Come on, work with me this morning. So if you know Jesus, you'll know peace. If there's no Jesus, there's no peace. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And you got, you got to realize that because people of the world, they don't have peace. They may have short-term happiness. They, might, they may have some happiness every once in a while, but they don't have, they don't have the peace that God wants, to get, uh, wants us to walk in. And sometimes, even as Christians... We're not allowing the peace of God to reign and rule in our hearts like we need to. And sometimes as Christians, we allow the worries of the world to get on us. And, we tend, and sometimes as Christians, we can carry the worries of the world. And that's why sometimes as Christians, we may end up going to old vices that we used to go to before we were saved to try to get some peace. But those things will never, they will give you a temporary, a temporary peace, but not, it won't be sustaining. And then normally afterwards, it gives you misery. So the enemy will try to get us to go back to some of these things to get us peace. And what we need to is get to the Prince of Peace. You know, I I say this way, you know, uh, sometimes I will say, uh, Wednesday nights, BYOB, bring your own Bible. But some people will say when you come to their party, BYOB, bring your own bottle. Right? In other words, bring what, makes, what gets you jacked up. Well, Jesus gets me jacked up. So we don't, you, know, you don't want to bring your own bottle. So it's not, it's not Jack Daniels. That we need to be bound to, it's Jesus Christ. You know, they show the commercials of the drums of Jack Daniels, you know, and how they make it and all that. And you get in a fine bottle with felt in it and all that, you know. No, you you get Jesus right here with leather. Jesus wears the leather, not the felt. Glory to God. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And we, and we got to realize this, that you can walk in that peace. I, I remember I used to have vices I would go back to because I was so stressed out that I would move into these vices that, that really these vices will try to destroy your life. And I thought the problem was the vice that I was dealing with, but the problem wasn't the vice. The problem was that I wasn't learning how to walk in peace. And the Lord revealed to me, your problem isn't your vice. Your problem is you don't know, you don't, you haven't learned how to walk in peace yet. And so because you haven't learned, you're trying, you go back to try to, you know, medicate, amen, your problem. And it it doesn't really work. Until you start learning it to cast your cares on the Lord. No matter if all hell is breaking loose, you can learn to cast your cares on the Lord. And so, and so, and so once we get to that place where it doesn't matter anymore. And I remember that Brother Hagen, going back to the story, uh, after he got healed at 17, God healed him, but the devil came back and attacked him with the symptoms again. 
And just because you get a healing, don't think that you're going to be able to walk la-di-da and not, not keep standing in faith to walk in divine health. Because you're going to have to keep standing in faith because the devil's going to try to come back. He's going to see if you, if you know, if you really believe that you're healed. And he's going to try to throw a symptom on you. And I remember, you know, reading about Brother Hagin and he was in bed and these alarming symptoms. His heart started, and you know, he started sweating. And these symptoms of when he was back at 16 years of age. And the devil says, you got it again. Think about that. That's what the devil will do. Oh, the pastor did pray for you and that symptom went away, but it just didn't take. Right? The enemy works against you. I remember my mom got, got, got a healing, a supernatural healing. She wouldn't go to, uh, in, in for surgery for this. And, and there was a healing evangelist came to the Methodist church. Man, that, there is a God. Amen? And, um, and so, and the healing evangelist said, God still heals. And, 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 and she was there, I think, uh, and he said, somebody, and I think he gave out a word of knowledge. Somebody's being healed of this. I think I'm, I'm, I'm getting this right. And, and I think uh, my mom said, if that's you speaking to me, uh, give me a sign, Lord. And I think her eyes started watering. Is that right? I'm right about that. And, and, and she, her eyes started tearing up, and she knew she got healed in that service. You. See, you miss one Sunday morning service, you can miss your life. You, you can miss your breakthrough. Right. Amen. You can miss what God wants to do in your life. That's, right. That's why you need to get here. Yeah. Whatever it takes, get into the presence. Run into the name of the Lord. You got to run to God. You got to do whatever you can to get in his presence. Because in his presence, there's fullness of joy. Amen. And pleasures forevermore. Do you believe that today? So we got to make sure that we're not allowing the cares of the world to weigh us down. And, and this is what happens to some of us is that it's our focus. We focus too much on the storms of life. We're focusing too much on the waves and the wind of life. Like Peter did when he got out there and walked on the water towards Jesus. And remember the wind and the waves? He started focusing. He was a water walker. Jesus allowed him to walk on the water. I'm telling you, that's amazing. Some say, well, you know, I can't do what Jesus can do. Well, Peter did. I can't do what Jesus can do. He's a son of God. Well, didn't Jesus say the works that I do, you can do, and, and, and greater works because I go to my Father? In other words, I'm not dumbing it down for you. <laughs> In other words, you can walk like Jesus. Say, I can walk like Jesus. So, so we got to make sure that we got, we, our focus has to be on the Lord. And we know that Peter, when he got out of that boat and started walking towards Jesus, well, we know that the, the water, it, it was a lake and it was in the middle of, of the winter and it was frozen. That's why they could walk on it. No, I'm kidding. But that's what some, some theologians will try to tell you. Or they might try to tell you that. Uh, or no, they had the little floppy things on there. No, we'll just continue. And no, no, Jesus walked on the water. I believe that. I believe Peter walked on the water. I believe that the, the, the Bible is a book of facts. Not just good stories that we can make a good sermon out of. Amen. No, this is truth. It's not a truth. It's the truth. 
And so when you believe that, then you can do what the Bible tells you you can do. So when Peter walked on the water and he started to sink because he focused, his focus was wrong. You know, you ever, you ever get a symptom in your body? You ever get anything and you Google, okay, I got this issue. What, what is it? <laughs> Have you ever done that? You know, like, oh, my God, I got this going on. What is it? And then it gets a list. Well, you could have this and that and this and that. And that could be this and it could be that and it could be this. And then, then all of a sudden, you know, the enemy starts working on you. You got it all. <laughs> and, now, and, now, and now you're in fear. That, oh, my God, I got it all. I got I to get to the doctor. I got it all. Have you, have, do you ever, have you ever done that? No. And, and all of a sudden you're shaking and thinking, oh my God. And, and all of a sudden the enemy starts showing you a grave site with, and a gravestone with your name on it. And the enemy will work against you. He will try to get you focused on, no, no, you better get into the Bible. You better get, wait a second, Jesus, by Jesus stripes I'm healed, glory to God. You better get into the word, you better put your eyes on Jesus or you're going to start sinking. And so Peter, what, what he was on, on the water and he started sinking, but he called out. And then, you know, that's my famous line, where faith won't get you there, God's mercy can. When, you, when your faith faileth, then, you know, Jesus keeps praying that your faith fails not. And he can reach down and pull you out of that place of, of, of misery and that place where you're, you're scared. Amen. And uh, and so praise God. So uh, so here, Isaiah 41, 10 and 13. Now, I remember that uh, I was uh, at Bible school and I remember that um, that we, that we had a minister in front of our class. You know, there was a second year of Bible school. And so you had a minister in front of your uh, peers. And and um, I remember that when I ministered the first time, I. I kind of, you know, I thought that you were supposed to act it out and be somebody that you weren't. And, uh, and I was, I really fluffed it up. And I, wa- I just walked away like crawling out of there after I was done preaching. And then, you know, I said, you know, I, I was really bad. And, um, and I was embarrassed. And I said, that will not happen to me again. I will be super prepared and I'll be ready. So we, so, so we, we created, me and my friend created uh, the preaching workshop. And so we created this preaching workshop for all the loser preachers in the school. <laughs> right? So we, we created this, yeah, for the ones that were like, uh-huh. you know, because some people, you know, they would get up there and they had to have straps so you wouldn't fall faint in front of the crowd. You know, because public speaking is, is, is on top, you know, of one of the most... Things that people fear in this life. Are you hearing what I say today? And uh, going out, me, what I fear is going out in my boxers and not realizing it. You know what I'm saying? But (laughs) glory to God, I've got to put my pants on, amen? And, uh, but, but one of the most fear things is getting in front of a group of people. And so I remember that I had to preach and we only, we only, you only had to preach for 15 minutes. And for, for somebody to preach for 15 minutes that hadn't, you, not, not used to preaching for 15 minutes, that could be like 15 hours. Yeah. 
And so I'm like, God, I need to preach at the preaching workshop in front of seven or about nine people. And, and I, I'm really nervous about it. And I was so, I was almost hyperventilating as I was coming home from work because it's all set up at my house. And I, you know, and I got to preach. And, and so the Lord gave me Isaiah 41. And uh, because God will work with you, even though, you know, God doesn't look down on you. You know, you think, this is nine people. They're all loser preachers anyway. You know, and, uh, and I mean, what, it doesn't really matter how you preach because they're, they're no good anyway, anyway, right? But, uh, but, uh, but I wasn't thinking like that. I was thinking, man, I, you know, because we tend to focus on ourselves. We never, you, you know, it's funny. I, I've gotten free in the past couple of years and, and th- this is how I got free because I used to think that when I got out in public that people were always looking at me. So I had to wear everything, per- I had to be perfect in public, had to sh- I had to look good, you know what I'm saying? But now I realize people don't care about how you look. I mean, I can go out there, I can, I can wear a holy t-shirt, you know, flip-flops, whatever, and people don't give a, they don't care. They don't even look at you. People don't even pay attention to you. <laughs> Have you realized that? Sometimes we get, oh man. And the other day, you know, we were going to, uh, uh, the restaurant, uh, Jason's Deli. And by the way, their salad bar is open. Thank God. Somebody just, kudos. And, uh, and Jason's Deli bar is open. Glory to God. And we got there, and my kid didn't have his shoes on. And I, and I know I said, oh, my God. I said, and I know, that's it. We can't go in. We can't. I'm a pastor. I can't bring my kid in without his shoes. Christian. And, uh, I mean, how is that going to make the family look? Then I thought, Wait a second, we're here. They got the salad bar open. They, you know, we got to do something here. So we, we, we had one shoe. And so we put one shoe on it and one sock. And I just carried them in and just act like it was no big deal because nobody cared. Are you here? So we had, are you listening to what I'm saying? We had one shoe, one sock. I carried them in just kind of like and put them in the, in, in, you know, in the booth and said, okay, okay, baby, uh, sit next to him and hide his feet. But I could have got all bent out of shape. He doesn't have a shoe. We got to go home. Has anybody been there? Amen. In other words, we need to relax a little bit. Cool out. Because it's not the end of the world. If something doesn't happen just right, if you don't have it, just, all the ducks in the row or everything like that, sometimes you just got to just, just cool out. Amen. So Isaiah 41, as I was like, God, I'm going to preach, and I'm 15 minutes. I don't know if I can go three minutes. And um, it says here, fear not, for I am with you. Isaiah 41, 10. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Behold, all those who are incensed against you shall be ashamed and disgraced. They shall be as nothing, and those who strive with you shall perish. You shall seek them and not find them. Those who contend with you, those who war against you shall be as nothing and as non-existent thing. For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, says to you, fear not, I will help you. Think about that. I'm telling you, maybe you might get a bad doctor's report. Maybe, maybe you might get, you know, a letter in the mail that says somebody's suing you. Like we did. Amen. And, uh, and uh, maybe, 
maybe, you know, but, but God, you know, go to Isaiah 41. God is with you. And he's with you. And I made it through that preaching gig that night. And I'm telling you, and people were like, man, you're not too bad. <laughs> Glory to God. You might make a decent preacher one day. <laughs> Are you listening to what I'm saying today? I said, oh, thank God. Praise God. Amen. And, and, and so, and so, and so we, we need to not, you know, fret or, or uh, about the little things. In other words, we, we don't let the little things get you off your game. Amen. Don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah. Amen. And we, we need to acknowledge, to, to walk in God's peace, we need to acknowledge God, God's promises every day. We need to fortify ourselves in the promises of God's word every day. Because if you don't, the enemy of your soul, the devil, uh, people are going to try to put a hole in your faith boat. There, there's going to be things that are going to happen. If you're not constantly uh, re- reminding yourself of the promises of God's word, you're going to sink in this life. Are right. you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Yes. You, know, you, know, you, know, you know, I like that song about praising God in the storm. I don't know if you guys ever listen to that. So I almost listen to that every day. I'll praise you in the storm. Yes. No, no matter what it looks like, I'm going to praise you in the storm. I'm going to pray, and, and Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm praying, but it's still raining, right? But I'm going to praise you in the storm anyway. And I may not hear you through the storm, but you're speaking to me and saying I'm with you in the storm anyway. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And, 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 and we look, you know, to the hills where our eyes go to, and we look to the Lord who is maker of heaven and earth, and he will deliver us. Amen? And he is delivering us. You may say, man, uh, but pastor, it's been a long time. Well, stick around for next Sunday because I'm talking to you about patience. (laughs) It's been a long time, pastor. Yeah, stick around because, you know, listen, it may be a process, but you're going to get your promise. I want to say again, it may be a process that you're going through, but the promise is for sure. Why? Because this is your title deed. The title deed is the word of God. It, 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 it's, it's, it's truth and you can stand on it and it will come to pass. Second Peter 1, 2 and 4. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. And his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to glory and virtue, by which he has been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So right here, what Peter is saying is, he's saying that we can walk in that divine nature. He's saying that we can walk above the circumstances of life. That we don't have to allow the circumstances and the situations and, and, the, and the things that aren't happening uh, that seemingly not working in our life to bring us down and to get us out of peace. Amen. He's saying that we are partakers of the divine nature. And he's saying that the way you increase your peace is to get more knowledge of Jesus. Peace is multiplied to you at the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
So if you want more peace, get more knowledge. In other words, get into the Word. Get to understand Jesus. You know, I think about Jesus and I think about how, you know, his cousin John, uh, John the Baptist was the forerunner of Jesus, right? And he was raised up and he was called the greatest prophet according to Jesus. And he was raised up to have the people repent and he was preparing the hearts of the people for Jesus. And so he was the forerunner and he was basically preaching repentance and all that. And we know that, that, that John the Baptist got thrown in jail. And we know that Jesus was out preaching. And we know that John the Baptist, you know, uh, had his head cut off. Right? Uh, and, and, and Jesus got the news. And when he got the news, you know, that's not a positive thing. And, you know, and the Bible says that Jesus went up into a mountain and prayed. Sometimes when you get some bad news, you might need to get to the mountain. You might need to pray. You might need to get into the presence of God. You might need to get into his word, get into his presence, wait upon the Lord and he will strengthen you. And so Jesus got bad news. You know, this was his cousin. They grew. They basically grew up together. They were probably best friends. We don't think about that. Amen. But they were cousins. They knew each other. And uh, and so and so and so so he John lost his life and it wasn't right. See, the enemy's doing a lot of bad things out here. God's not behind all the evil that's happening in this planet. God's not behind all the evil that might be happening to you. No, no, the devil's out here to steal, kill, and destroy. And God's getting a bad rap. It's an act of God. No, it's an act of the little God, the devil. He's the one that steals, kills, and destroys. And we got to get a revelation of that. And, and, so, and so, so grace and peace is multiplied to us at the knowledge of Jesus. And when we get more knowledge of Jesus, we should walk in greater peace. When we get a revelation of Jesus, the Bible actually says in one place, when you encounter the trial tribulation and you wait upon Jesus at the revelation of Jesus through that trial and tribulation. There's a revelation that can be brought to you. See, listen, you don't dig into the word until there's a problem that comes your, your way. Until there's a problem, you're not in the word to come against that problem. But when there's a problem in your life or there's something that you're desiring, it should push us into a place of getting into the word. And when we get into the word, we should find the revelation on how to get that problem out of our life. So it should push us into getting a revelation of God and his word. And when we get the promise, I remember I gave you the story before, but I remember it was, you know, my neighborhood. I'm right at the flood zone where my house is at. So I'm right at the edge. Thank God I'm not, I mean, I'm at the edge of the flood zone. And uh, a few years back, it really rained pretty hard. And I remember it was raining so hard that it was flooding. My neighborhood was flooding. And actually, a few years back, it was, it was a big storm. And a lot of these houses were flooded out down my street. Thank, I wasn't. The water got into my garage. And I remember that the water was coming up and, and I was getting nervous. I said, the water's coming up. And God promised he wasn't going to flood the earth again. 
and, and the water's coming up. Where's that promise? You know, we start, we start questioning God. Where's that promise? He's not standing on it. No, you know, God stands on his promises. Amen. The rainbows still come out. Amen. Amen. The sun will come out tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar it's tomorrow. It's not soon enough. But anyway, and, uh, and it was supposed to rain yesterday. Thank God we were able to play cornhole, but we'll continue. It wasn't raining. But where was I at? Oh, the, yeah, the, the, the water was flooded. And, and so I was nervous, and, and, my, and, and one of my friends uh, said, David, don't you know what the scripture says? I said, what? He said, the house of the righteous is blessed. I said, it says that in the Bible? <laughs> the house of the righteous is blessed? Where is that? And I found out, I said, yeah, the house of the righteous is blessed. That means that now my house can't be flooded out. It's blessed. And when that word came to me, because I was in fear, I was in anxiety about my house being flooded out and it's coming up, you know what I'm talking about? He said, I said, that's it. That's all I needed. That's all I needed. I'm good to go. And why? I had the knowledge of the word to combat what was coming against me, and I believed the word. I believed that the house of the righteous is blessed, not cursed. And so I stood on that word, and it took all the fear. It took all the anxiety out of me. Why? Because a word of God will bring confidence into a believer's life. And when we're, see, listen, if you're in a place of doubt or unbelief or you're fretting, I'm telling you, you're, you're low on the word. Amen. You're low on the promises of God. You have, you've been focusing on the wrong thing. You've been focusing on the storms of life. Amen. No, no, we need to, we need to focus on the promises of God. We need a, we need a, what I always say, we need to praise God and praise the promises. What do, you, what do you mean by that, Pastor? Well, when you're praising God, put the word of God in your praises. I thank you, Lord. You know, by Jesus' stripes I'm healed. You sent your word and healed me and delivered me from all my destructions. Glory to God. I thank you, Lord God, that you abundantly supply every need according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. You know what I'm saying? Start throwing some promises in your praising. And pretty soon, woo, glory to God. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Start throwing some promises. And I'm closing here. And in Matthew, you know, 6, this is the last key. If you're going to walk in the peace of God, don't focus on the wrong things. Focus on the right things. But if you're going to walk in the peace of God, you need to put God first place in every part of your life. Amen. If you want peace in your finances, put God first in your finances. If he's not first in your finances, you may not have peace in your finances. Hello, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? If you, want, if you want peace in your relationships, put your relationship pronto with God first and foremost. Develop your relationship with God. And then, then it all flows down. Right? And so, so, so develop your relationship with the Father. Spend time in His presence. Spend time worshiping Him. Amen? And then, 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 your, then the, the outflow of your relationship with God will be the outflow of your relationship with others. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? And then start walking in love to other people. Amen? So, so you've got to put God first place. So when, when, when Jesus was on the earth, uh, he, uh, he was talking to his disciples. And I'm closing here. 
And he was saying the world worries about what they eat, what, what, what they wear, where they're going to live. That's what the world worries about. Their concern, these are their concerns of the world. But, but Jesus said it should not be like that for us. Jesus said, actually, Jesus said that, that God takes care of the birds. And if he takes care and he cares about the birds, how much more valuable are we? And he will take care of us. The Bible says if you fear God, if somebody fears God, you will never go hungry. Amen. The young lions do lack and seek hunger, but they who seek the Lord will lack no good thing. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And, and, and if, you, if you are seeking God, you, you, will have, you will have this sense of no lack in your life. The reason why sometimes we have a sense of lack is because we're not seeking God first. Mm. So, so Jesus is saying here to his disciples, he's saying here, you know, they, they, you know, there's a lot of worries. He said, don't worry about your life, what you're going to eat. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And in Matthew 6, he said, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Then he said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things that you're worrying about will be added to you. So if we seek God, and we put God first in every endeavor of our life, we make him first place, then, then the blessings of God, you don't have to run after the blessings, the blessings will run after you. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? God will open up the grace doors, and grace doors will open. Spend every day worship, get on your knees every morning, and start worshiping and thanking God for, for, for all that you have now and all the things that he's going to give you soon. Start worshiping God. Give God some worship in the morning. Praise him. Worship him. Start, start developing that relationship with him. I'm telling you, you, won't be, you start doing this every morning, uh, you know, you won't be able to stop. And then God will start giving you little blessings. Here a blessing, here a blessing, here a blessing. And you didn't even pray for it. This is pretty amazing. When God starts giving you blessings that you didn't even pray for. I mean, God starts sending people your way and doing things for you and blessing you. And like this, man, I didn't even pray for that. Wow. I remember listening to this one minister. I got to close this down. And uh, he had this, I, I think it was a Corvette in his driveway. And he, and he, and he, said, and he called and why, and he got into the house. He said, honey, what's that Corvette doing in our driveway? Who, whose Corvette is that? And she said, well, a guy dropped it off. And he called the dealer. And they said, oh, the dealer dropped it off. And um, he said, whose Corvette? That's yours. Said, My Corvette? Yeah. Why do I have a Corvette? Now, there was somebody that, that, that felt led. They, 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 I, I guess it was one of the people that owned the. They, they want, wanted to buy you a Corvette. And he's thinking, God, what did I do for this? You know, <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? And uh, I like Corvette blessings. I, I like, you know, I, I like, you know, Harley Davidson blessings. I may not be able to write it, but I could sit on it. You could take a, I could take a picture and make it look like that. I, that right. Put, put on, put a, get a leather jacket and put, you know, like, like, like Dick Van Dyke, Robbie baby, David baby, you know, or something like that on the back of it. Or, or you hear what I'm saying today? But well, it is nice when you worship God, 
I'm telling you, the blessings, God will open up doors of grace. God will give you favor with people. And you're like, where is this coming from? It's coming from your faithfulness. It's coming from you walking with God. It's coming with you praying praying every day, not giving up, not letting go. It's coming from all the faithful years and years. People see the blessings now, but they haven't seen all the sowing that you did in the past. They say, how did you get all this? Well, you know, can I get that? Yeah, they, only, they only want to try it for a week. Can I go to church for like three weeks and I see, and I see the blessings? No, you got to make it a lifestyle. You mean I can't just show up for three weeks and see the blessings? No, no, that's why people come in. They see people blessed. They don't see the blessing in three weeks and they're out of church and trying something else. Maybe Buddhism is the next thing I got to do. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And listen, no, Jesus will set you free. He will bring you into that good place. You're closer than you think. We're moving into the land of plenty. You may be in a land of barely enough. You may be in a land of just enough. But you're coming into a land of more than enough. Be at peace. Keep your focus on Jesus. Put him first place. And you're going to see the grace of God, not only in your life, but in all those people around you. Because God's raising you up to be a blessing to all these people around you. Amen. You're called to bless your children. You're called to bless your boss. You're called to bless your neighbors. You're called to be a blessing. Hallelujah. And you're going to see the blessings on your life. I guarantee it. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you that you're so good to us, that you love us so much. Oh, that you weren't willing to withhold your only son from us, that you were willing to give us your very best, your son, Jesus. And I thank you. It wrapped up in Jesus and this gift is the gift of love and all the fruit of the Spirit that we can walk in. We can walk in that divine nature. And Father, I thank you for the precious people here this morning in this uh, uh, auditorium and those that are watching online. And Father, you have blessings for each one of us that you want us to walk in. And Father, I know that those there, there are some out there that are watching, maybe some in the audience, that have not given you first place in their life. They have not put you first. And today is a day that you can say, I'm putting you first place, Jesus. And maybe you haven't made him Lord of your life. And this is the first step in putting him first place. So if that's you today, and you never confess a confession of faith of the Lordship of Jesus Christ, today is a day to do that. The Bible says today is a day of salvation. You may not have another chance. So if you're ready for, for a fresh move of God in your life, you're ready for the peace of God to invade your life. Say this and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org 